Welcome to the show. You yes. are fully vaccinated, Tara. <laughs> I am. Are we celebrating? Yes. <laughs> celebrating a maskless Tara in the studio. I almost had uh, forgotten what you looked like. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy to see you. I'm happy Thank to you. be across the table from a fully vaccinated Tara here on the cast. <laughs> How do you, you. feel? Uh, vaccinated. <laughs> did you get um? Did you did you get sick or anything? Um, no, I got a headache and then three days of fatigue after each shot. Which and sounds like a lot of people, right? Yeah, and like I didn't get anything else other than that, but like I'm not a person that really likes to sleep, so three days of fatigue was like hard because <laughs> yeah. I don't have I don't have time in my schedule for fatigue. So yeah. it was just that I can't keep my eyes open. Like they were closing even though I wanted them to stay open, and that was weird for me. But other than that, feel great. Well, I heard over in Europe the people who got the AstraZeneca. 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 Yeah. They uh, they pulled that one because nine people passed away from blood clots after Ooh. they received. Yeah, I, did I hear saw that. it was younger ones too, yeah. under sixty-five. Where's that company they were from? That's it. not the company in in Maryland. What's the company in Maryland that the Governor Hogan? That's not that company. Right? No, it's not. It's mm-hmm. not. No, it's so it's not an American. company. It's not an mm-hmm. American company. I don't believe. I didn't yeah. really dig into it. I actually just saw it as I was about to leave over here for the cast. But yeah, I heard it on. Actually, I heard it on. NPR. Uh, but yeah, I mean, um, it also has a, I think they for originally came out with like a 79% effective rate and then they dropped that to about 71%. Oh, yeah. So yeah, this, good when that's going down. Yeah. So this, this one vaccine is kind of at the, the bottom of the barrel so far as, as far as media coverage is concerned. But my mom just got vaccinated. Her next good. one, she got shot one and she's going to be getting shot two soon. She also um, said she was kind of just sluggish, yeah. kind of a headache, um, but all's well uh, that ends well. So got our fingers crossed for everybody that's getting vaccinated right now. And as soon as I'm eligible, I'll be in there uh, yeah. to get a vaccination as well, but not eligible just yet. So you well, won't you won't see me on Facebook, you know, flashing that I'm, I'm vaccinated because I'm not I'm not there yet. So I wish but we I kind of talked about that last week, how you aren't really a fan of people using social media to be posing and, well, you know. Well, it's kind of like, a, you know, when I thought about it a little bit more, it's kind of almost like a reverse uh, shaming or kind of a, a posturing uh, is the best way that I can I can say mm-hmm. that it is, because, again, how do you think that makes someone feel who is not eligible for the vaccine or it doesn't have the means to get it? Of course, our president currently is working very hard mm-hmm. to make sure that by a certain date, everyone can get it. But right now, everyone can't. Right. So it's kind of like, hey, is this a really genuine thing that is motivating you to take a picture of yourself with your card saying, I've been vaccinated? Are you doing it for the applause? Which is that little like button or heart button underneath. I wonder, too, if it's just such a sense of relief. Like, I know we were kind of chatting about this earlier. And, like, yeah, true. I don't even like social media. And I posted my thing, you know, and um, saying that I had gotten my first shot. I actually forgot to do it for the second one. I took a picture but forgot to post it. Um, but, you know, I was saying that I, I felt like people who have, um, you know, that public persona kind of have – you know, they have that public forum that they can use to just say, hey, guys, I did my part. It's like when you give blood, 
you know? And I was thinking about this later after we were talking earlier. Like, when you give blood, you know, you post that sticker, hey, I donated, you know what I mean? And it might, I don't know, inspire someone who's on the fence or maybe, you know, just be like, oh, okay, cool. You know, then maybe I should do it. Maybe I should look into this. You know, initially I said, no, I wasn't going to do it, but now maybe I'm willing to take a second look because everybody around me is doing it. And then, too, I think people are posting because they're just, freaking happy to get back to some sense of normalcy you know what I mean where it's like okay well I'm just excited that this might let me go see my parents so I think they just might be posting because they're joyous so since you said that I just scheduled my next blood donation okay seventh so then I will when I get done with the Red Cross I'll post it on Facebook there you go make sure you ask for your five dollar gift card do you they, get a five dollar gift card? Well, they they don't do it every every single month, but uh, there are several months that they will do a five dollar gift card. I've noticed it tends to be like every sixty days or so they'll tend to offer you yeah. that, but it's like a five dollar one. So I'm I give blood too. I'm gonna ask I for do. that. Yeah, and yeah. Why not? No, yeah, five well, bucks is five bucks. Yeah, I go down to Bowley's quarters, uh, the Volunteer Fire Hall. Okay, it's through okay. Red Cross. I set it up mm-hmm. through Red Cross, but. Right on. Yeah, you get $15 for serving on a jury, $5 for giving blood. (laughs) But you know what you also get is a free COVID antibody test when you give blood, too. So that was initially when I started giving blood. Um, I've been anemic most of my entire life, so I was never eligible. And I I pumped myself full of iron so that I could go donate blood and... um, there was actually a team Bruiser Strong that uh, somebody else had started. So we were donating, you know, for RJ or someone else to use. And um, I learned that you could get a free COVID antibody test. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> let's just see. Because, you know, you never know if you might have gotten it and been one of those asymptomatic people. So, no soul. yeah, so yeah, yeah it, you get it automatically. <laughs> Sounds like you, Dan. I... And they give you <laughs> snacks afterwards. You give yeah. water. Oh, and well, I'm snacks. sold. <laughs> snacks, let's go. You know, I, I, I love a good snack. And, um, Speaking of loving something good, want to send out some love to all our coffee club subscribers. Anybody that uh, had bought us a cup of coffee, you know, we're turning into spring now, so it's not so cold in the studio, but we still like to stay caffeinated. So maybe buy us an iced coffee. How about that? Hey, I like that time <laughs> to talk. Yeah, I like a nice cold brew. Uh, but we want to thank thank you and just remind everyone share out the stream uh, through YouTube and Facebook. Give us all those likes and hearts. We love to see those. As yeah. we're as we're doing the cast, so yeah, share that some. feed, please, on Facebook. Share, like, and also comment. It helps the algorithm. If you're watching on Facebook, don't just share it, but actually like and maybe throw a comment in there. Helps the algorithm. It also does on YouTube if you comment, and um, if you're digesting uh, your your podcast um, through audio only, um, don't forget Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public. And um, just about all major podcast platforms at this point. And I'm glad you you shouted that out, audio only, because how about the way our last episode sounded with Dak Draper, Big Dak, and Quinn McKay. Mm -hmm. Great episode. Great episode, great conversation, great sound. They yeah, were, like they I, were a delight yeah. To have and in just here. like every episode you learn, I had no idea that they actually came up this way to work for MCW and ended up getting in the Ring of Honor dojo. So I didn't even know that. I yeah. that last yeah. week, too. So. You know what their story reminded me of is how uh, Lunchbox, Dino Devine, remember he drove and he was From sleeping, California. sleeping oh, outside yeah. of the school, wasn't he? Yeah. Just or, sli- Orla- well, Orlando Jordan. The, the both. Orlando Jordan quit his job in Richmond, Virginia, and drove up and signed up to Bone Breakers and was living in his car. And I always used to – I was in my early 20s then, and me and Mark, we didn't. Re- that's all we really did was wrestling. Yeah. And I, I'd come in, and I, I'd, I'd always think to myself, 
man, this guy Orlando is the first guy here like every day. And I'm getting here like two hours before the school starts. Right. And it was like three or four weeks in to training that I said something and he and he says, and I knew he had had a job like at a Ruby Tuesdays or something not far from the school. And I made, and he was like, yeah, I'm just trying to get enough money to get an apartment or something. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then he tells me that he had just, for the last like four weeks, he had been sleeping in his car in the parking lot. And I was like, and then the light bulb went on. That's why you're here. <laughs> That's so why you're the first here. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he just wanted it. He was, mm-hmm. he, you know, it's the stories you hear of, of people that just, um, you know, yeah, he wanted it. He took his, and he walked in and paid, you know, the full money. So I, it was, I found out then at that point, like, you gave me all the money you had. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy packed all his stuff in a car, gave me all the money he had, and slept in a car, not a single complaint, went and got a job working as, like, a waiter, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then got into an apartment and ended up obviously making real well for himself in the business. But, yeah, that was, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's how Orlando um, – gave it a shot you know yeah it was it, that's I love hearing everybody's backstory and yeah. um, I think uh, Dak Draper and Quinn McKay had yeah, they, were um, great. they were great and they were let's great. talk about the real star of the episode oh my gosh that adorable little seven-month-old puppy yeah, yeah. he was uh, half so, Thor yes. I didn't realize you could see his actions on the cast like you know I of course I review mm-hmm. uh, our cast when the, you know after I didn't realize when we were filming that you could see him going back and forth <laughs> here between me and Dak and going yeah. to see Quinn over there. So it was quite entertaining. You could Our hear first four legged <laughs> friend. Yeah. Yeah, you could hear him too. He was sweet. Very, very glad that uh, Half Thor could join us. Well, look, we're going to keep the ball rolling here. Speaking of Dak and Quinn and the sacrifice they made in Orlando to join Bonebreakers, we're going to talk to another uh, graduate from the Bonebreakers tra- Pro Wrestling Training Academy or came up through the. The Annals of Maryland. Maybe we'll get into it a little yeah, deeper. He, yeah, he wasn't actually a, a Bonebreakers graduate, but he's become. You're talking about our guest this I'm week. I'm talking right? about yeah. our guest this week. The <laughs> our guest this week is yeah, he's become a, a mainstay and one of the top guys. Yeah, so it almost feels like he was MCW. from Bonebreakers. Yeah. He's you been know? around a while. Yeah. yeah, indeed. Green room all the way over here. I'm talking about the Black Jack Tripper Drolix. We hope you're enjoying this week's episode of the MCW Cast. At MCW Pro Wrestling, much like many small businesses throughout the country, the pandemic has presented many challenges. For a company like ours that hosts events with live audiences, the impact has been even more severe, and all of our forms of revenue have been cut off. In order to continue to engage with our fans on a regular basis, we made the decision to begin to produce the MCW cast and are providing it for absolutely no cost on Facebook Live, Twitch, YouTube, and SoundCloud. If you'd like to support us during these challenging times, you can do so in several ways. The most popular way is to buy us a coffee to help fuel the cast. Just go to buymeacoffee.com backslash mcwcast, and for just $3, you can buy the cast a coffee, or you can choose to become a member of the cast for just $5 a month and receive several special perks. That's buymeacoffee.com backslash mcwcast. You can also contribute directly on Cash App, MCW Wrestling, or on Venmo, mcw-wrestling. You can also show your support for the MCW cast while sporting some great gear by going to teespring.com backslash stores backslash MCW cast to pick up a full line of official MCW cast merchandise 
from coffee mugs and face coverings to t-shirts and sweatshirts. Also, don't forget to comment in the threads on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch to get your questions answered on a future episode. And you can also send us a tweet using the hashtag AskMCWCast. Thank you for your support. And now, back to the show. Drops. Taser. Yeah. Drugs. Drugs. Yeah. I told him that I was back again. The OG closer as I react to win. No matter who told you how I react and depend. We are back with our in-studio guest, the Black Jack Tripper. Welcome to the MCW Thank you kindly, sir. Glad to have you on, Drolix. Thanks for being here. No, Hi. I'd love to start off just because Dan kind of corrected me before we went to break. I'm so used to seeing you around these parts. I thought that you had trained at MCW at the Bone Breakers or our second iteration, Ver- Bone Breakers version 2. Uh, but that's not the case. Where, where did you train? I uh, wish. I, I, from what from the stories I heard. Place was fun. <laughs> oh, the free, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't exist in 2021. Yeah. Oh yeah, with the oh, way that we used to carry on. But, but oh, where, where, yeah, where's your was... origin story? Where did you first train here in Maryland? Uh, I started at EWA. Okay, so that's Jim Christian. Yeah, right, okay. Jim Christian. So he was the head trainer, huh? No, he was not. <laughs> Jim was just an owner. Okay, just took your money. All right, yeah, one of those. Blood was a trainer. Ah, we know blood. Yeah. Yeah. I love blood. I mean, most people, a lot of people probably don't know him. But for me, he did, he showed me the basics. He took the time to show me the basics. Bumping, stuff like that. The basic stuff to get he's, you. Through. I like him too. He's always been a real he's nice a good dude. He's a real, he's a real, good real nice, real respectful guy. Yeah, I love blood yeah. to this day. Yeah. I mean, I know him mostly from that famous CZW Tournament of Death 2 uh, battle royal. There was a hardcore battle royal during that show, and he almost lost a leg. Who? Yeah. Blood. Blood. Blood uh, what happened? He took a bump in a cart full of light tubes. And oh, my God. Are you serious? Oh, him. really? Yeah. That's probably his claim to fame. Ooh. Nobody even know him. I mean, I didn't really know him. Yeah, I didn't know he was from Baltimore. That was the first thing I heard. Is Once I saw that footage, someone was like, you know, he's from Baltimore. And I'm like, what? And they were like, yeah, he's a Baltimore longtime guy. That ended his career, though. But yeah. it's one of the deepest cuts I ever saw. You could see muscle. Yeah. Really? It was bad. It was really bad. Yeah. But, um, okay, so that's uh, that's interesting. Um, so yeah. how'd you find your way to MCW? Was it uh, the green room or North Point coming to the shows? As a- well, <clears throat> you were a fan, right? You Were, were you a fan of MCW? Yeah, well... Before you started training, or well, before, I remember, I remember Drawlix from the crowd. I remember so, him. Do you? Oh yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> well, before, well, hold on, we're we're, we're a family show, Drawlix. Well, your hand on that button. I'm telling you, your hand on that button. But no, no, just coming from my standpoint as the announcer, and Dan, you know this. So you you had an interest. If you let me, Dan and Tara, you know this. I'm always <laughs> combing the crowd. Okay. Let me tell you how this is how it went down. <laughs> So I'm sitting in the crowd at not it wasn't the green room it was the the wherever the, the, the North Point North, North, North Point yeah. Yeah. Okay. North Point I'm sitting there and Larry and D Edwards are at ringside and then I see this this is before I knew about Larry or whatever back then I was homophobic like I didn't get down with gay none of that back then I'm a different guy now 
I still, I'm not gay myself, but I understand the situation. And I see this. I didn't know. I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. Didn't, I didn't know Larry. I didn't know what was going on with Larry. So apparently, I guess Larry was checking me. If he was, he fucking was. Like, oh, well. (laughs) Well, what it was, okay, this was what it was, is that, um, you know, D and I, black men, right? And out there in the MCW crowd, whether whether it be North Point or Michaels or wherever, weren't too many black fans. You know, we didn't really see that many black faces out there. But I think what was going on was I was pointing Drolics out because I was like, hey, that guy's one of back us. again. He's back again. No, well, I remembered you kept yeah. coming. So that yeah. was the thing. So if we if we did <laughs> see black if we did see black faces out there, I got you. They would they you. would be there. Maybe oh, let's check it out. But then we wouldn't see him again. You kept coming, yeah. and I'm sure that when we were pointing you out, D. Edwards probably was like, "Oh, I bet I know why you notice it. I bet I know why you notice him." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, but I mean, he's also yeah. a fan. the way the way I found out about MCW was." Um, the internet had just started. They still had dial-up AOL, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm in front of a computer, and I love pro wrestling. So I'm like, hey, Maryland Wrestling. Then I seen MCW pop up. I'm like, oh, what's this? And the first show I went to was at um, Michael's, you and Zachary Shane. Wow. Oh, that was the first yeah. show. Wow. So you've show. been to, like, every that was place my first. MCW except for Patapsco. But, like, pretty much yes. every arena we ran. I was there. Yeah. 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 And then, um, I'm going to say I came to, like, three or four shows. No, it had to be, like, two. And uh, I saw a flyer for EWA on my car. That's what they used And to I went it. there. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. you, you, I'm not sure if you remember Beach Ball Vinny? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he keep on comes to the shows with his daughter. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, he came to pick up some freight from where I used to work at BWI. And I saw him. I was like, hey. He's like, you know they have a school. I was like, what? They have a school. And then I cashed in a week's vacation, and that's how I started training. How about that? Okay. Now, had you always wanted to be a pro wrestler? Like, how did this? How did you get onto this path? Well, I always loved wrestling. When I I started wrestling when I was ten, like nineteen eighty six. I I tried to go on a network and actually pinpoint when I first started watching wrestling. But what I remember was um, that big uh, shot from the top of the arena with just the lights on the ring. You can only see, like, the first couple of rows. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in that JCP era. Like, I love Jim Crockett promotion. I was yeah, never a yeah. fan of, like, the cartoon wrestling. I like the workers. I like the blood and guts. Yeah. To me, that's pro wrestling. Pro wrestling is, isn't balloons, ha-ha, some big guy in the ring swiveling. All. That's that's not pro wrestling to me. I don't like sports entertainment. I love pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you the like the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, yes. not the Rockers. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I understand. To me, the Rockers were a rip off of the Rock and Roll Express. They, they absolutely were. Right, I yeah. mean, that's what they wanted. To demolition. To demolition was the rip off of the Legion of Doom. And the Road Warriors. Yeah, they me. were They're pretty so, much. Yeah. That's that. That's the that's the era I grew up in. So that and that's how I got turned on to pro wrestling. So you said you were wrestling when you were ten. You're talking about like I watched like, wrestling. Oh, watched oh, okay. it. Okay, I was yeah. gonna say wrestling. Like I couldn't afford the school. We didn't know where to look. Yeah, well, I grew up in West Baltimore in the ghetto. Like. Mom on drugs, no father. Grandmother took care of seven grandkids mm-hmm. and anybody else that needed a place to stay. My grandmother was an angel. She was a saint. Like, that's just how I grew up. I grew up rough. I grew up rough. And and unintentionally, I brought that attitude in here with me because I was told wrestling was a backstabbing business. Like, you had to watch watch yourself in pro wrestling. So I'm like, oh, this is the streets. I'm bringing my street game here. Could that have been right? No. Could have been wrong? No. But I did it. 
you know, you're right. Wrestling is a backstabbing game, and I think that's really kind of how a lot of the guys, once you got kind of around us, tried to kind of, like, set you up to, like, fear me or think that I really was looking at you for that reason, like that I was trying to stab you from behind. <laughs> that wasn't the oh. case. They just, they wanted to see you get hot. Well, there's only yeah. so many spots. Yeah, they were, they were, ribbit, they were digging like, him. That's what it yeah. was. Like, they knew, they knew how I felt about it, but they didn't know how old I was. And that, that was the, that, like, once, once people figured out really, orig- a real, realized how old I was, because I didn't start, I didn't get in this until I turned 33. So I had been through life. I already had a kid. I had already, like I said, lived. I've saw some bad. Mm-hmm. I've seen a guy get shot in front of me. Like I've came up. I came up rough. So this is where me and you, I think, got off the wrong foot. So in the green room, Joe Hamilton, a couple other guys were around, and they already knew from the school. So they sent Teddy Stigma over to me and say, uh, "Hey, Joe wants to talk to you about a booking." Come on. I've been training for two weeks. Two weeks. Why would he talk to me about a booking? And I look over and I see Larry. Shit in the game. <laughs> Some shit in the Did game. Did you have something to do with that? I think Joe Hamilton wanted me to like, he was like, no, no, no. We just want you to stay here. Yeah, like, I don't think, like, I don't think Larry actually knew what was going down. Oh, they, like, so I, you weren't in on it either. No, no, no. no. no but, but you see, here's the thing, though. Having been around our, our circle for Bone Breakers, I kind of had an inkling they're going to try to you make him feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So they were like, "Just stand right here, and we're gonna, we're gonna just, just stand here and play along with whatever." Yeah, and I'm right. like, "Whatever, Joe." And them not knowing this could have been potentially unsafe for them and Larry. Oh because, yeah. Because, like You're I a grown said, man. I'm a grown man, and I grew up where guns played. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't mind earning my way in, but you're not going to do what you want to me. You're not going to disrespect me. Period. That's just not happening. And they didn't know. And that's where the ribbon in wrestling can go wrong. You don't do that. Like, you don't know how I lived or where I came from or how disrespectful that could have been. That could have ended real bad. Well, Larry, me and you have talked about that kind of in the black community, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Well, you know, the thing about it is, is that, like I said, I kind of had come up around that kind of toughen your skin and, and kind of like those situations where... You can feel that all the eyes around the locker room are actually really looking at what's going on over yeah, here, yeah. where you're being set up. You know, so I, I knew I knew what was up. Well, you you can and you can I can tell on another note with Drolix, I can tell on another note. You still kind of carry that because I, I remember uh, it, leading up to RJ's passing. Um, when I'd call like guys like you, a uh, half dozen guys that had been around and, and were close with RJ, Drolix was always the guy like I'd call and I'd like give him an update like this is what's happening or when it got close to the end, you, usually it was like Tara and then I'd call like Ryan and Drolix mm-hmm. and a couple guys and uh, Drolix, like some of the guys, some of the guys I'd break down on the phone with them. But Drolix, it was always like, okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I could tell I was like, all right, I just got to talk to Drolix and give him the information and get off the phone. There's not going to be any. He's not a big conversationalist. And there's not going to be any raw emotion right here on the phone when I give him this. But I was like, okay, okay. I tend to do, I tend to show my emotion when I'm alone. Like when I heard about RJ. Yeah. I was on my couch. He told me. So he called me before you did. And actually told me what was going down. And then I had to explain to Kendall why I'm sitting on my couch crying. 
Yeah. That was hard. That was the hard part. And I couldn't tell them because Xander and Kendall are friends and they're really close. And yeah. I didn't want to tell them that. Yeah. I thought that was a conversation they needed to have. Yeah. So, yeah, it was. that was hard for me. Really hard for me. And Kendall was great with Xander, by the way. Like, yeah. their, their whole little group, their little RKW group, they really, like, stepped in and looked after him, and it was pretty awesome. Good. Yeah. Yeah, well, toughening up your skin through trial and error. Well, <laughs> and you know what? I have to say, I think it's that tough attitude that make people think you have been here a long time. Like Larry uh, had said sure. earlier, like, oh, you weren't from the original Bone Breakers, yeah. but you carry yourself with that same kind of attitude that those of us who have been here for 20 years do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you you carry that respect and command that respect with you when you, when you come into the door. Yeah, because I, like, now, I don't think there's a lot of respect for pro wrestling right now. I respect it. I loved it. I, to this day, I love it. I love MCW. Like, that's the only place I wanted to be. Only place I ever wanted to be from the time I watched it. I didn't really care if I made it anywhere else. I mean, I know that's probably jacked up to say, but it's the truth. I love being here. I love being around it. Like, even when, like, for birthday parties. I come to every birthday party. I would come just to hang out because I love being around pro wrestling. <laughs> I love when we need baby faces. <laughs> yeah, Terry used to kill me with that. Like, there can't be no damn baby face. <laughs> you got to go out and smile and yeah. be nice to those kids. <laughs> and and I would bring Kendall from the time, like, his mother was a bitch. Like, she tried to kill everything, this whole thing for me. She hated pro wrestling. Oh, well, you have to take him with you. Okay, cool. So I would bring him in his baby thing. I would send him with somebody, and he would cry the whole time. Were you guys together then? Uh, when I first got in, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's always, man, whether you're a guy or a girl in the business, um, no matter who you date, it always it always seems like a struggle um, with when you're having a relationship. If they don't have a problem with it in the beginning, it seems like one develops. And that, I think that has a lot to do with the passion that all of us get into the wrestling business with. Almost like spouses seem like, they develop a f- competition, like they're competing, which doesn't yeah. make sense to me because it's not like a person; it's just a thing. But you, did you have you guys noticed that? It just it always seems like. I like, mean, I totally. I mean, that's know, why I'm just, not in a yeah. relationship right yeah. now. You know, yeah. it's because well, um, where you date right. the business. Yeah. Well, yeah. that that I feel like is the way to go, honestly. And yeah. you know, we've just had Ref Becky and Nick. We've just had Quinn and Dak, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it can be done. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, so I not I, so much for me, but you know, nah. well, you each try. Own. <laughs> you tried. I did. Yeah, I did. I gave it for me either. I'm, I'm good. I yeah. can't. But you talked about bringing Kendall around when he was a baby, and I remember that. Yeah. I remember when we would, um, some of the when we do the shows in Frederick, he, uh, he would sit on my mom's lap, <laughs> <laughs> and he would. That's the only time he'd be quiet. And she just loved him. She's like, he is the sweetest baby. Yeah, <laughs> like he, she just adored. <laughs> she would ask me. She called him Baby Wall Street. Baby Black Wall Street. Is Baby Black Wall Street coming to the show? Like she just adored him, hey. but um, Larry, you and I were talking earlier about uh, when years ago when I would bring my oldest around and he'd yeah. be in the little baby carrier yeah. and I would set him down and you people would be walking around the locker room and just look at him and be like, "There's a baby here," you know, <laughs> <laughs> little he Connor, would, and he would just be stuck to stuck to my hip like he wouldn't go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Now we pull up, he jumps off the car. I don't see him until it's time to go. He never spoke for years. I yeah. never heard him say anything, right. and now I hear him on the phone all the time. All the time. And <laughs> It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful. It is. It's it's actually really awesome. You yeah. know, it, it's it's really cool because I got to be honest with you. Twenty years ago when I got here, I would have never thought I'd be bringing my kid around. You yeah. know, like I I just I don't 
I felt like the attitude at the time was you got to you got to give everything to this and nothing else. Like you can't have a relationship. You can't you know, you got to find a job that will give you every weekend off. You got to do that. So trying to fit in like juggling family and stuff like that. Like I wouldn't have thought it before. And now. There's many of us that have kids mm-hmm. that all hang out together, and they're all, you know. Are you saying it was a, a more hostile work environment? It was just a different work environment. It was different. Hey, let's take a, um, a moment to also talk about um, we're starting a new mini-series oh, yeah. um, in MCW called The Road Back. Um, and it's basically, they're going to be about 15 minutes um, 15 minutes or so, they'll stream on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch as well. Um, and it's basically going to be um, reintroducing the talent um, to the fans and kind of quick discussions about um, what they've been doing this last year during the global gimmick. And um, now that we're ready, we're almost ready to return um, how they've prepared. And it's hosted by Kim and Nicole. And it's the first one is this Thursday at 8 p.m. And the guest on it is Trollocs. So (laughs) good timing being on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So everybody make sure you tune in. Um, They're only they're only not as long as as this cast. You know, they're only about 15 15 minutes. minutes. So it'll be the road back. The road back. Yeah. And and each week um, for the time being, uh, you know, it'll it'll be a different a different MCW talent or talents. Um, and just dis- just discussing, um, yeah, just discussing what they've been doing the last year, and now getting ready to return, and you know how they their career's been on hold for a year, and um, what they're feeling, and and how they're ready to get going again. So, well, I mean, I think I'll be looking forward to taking a look at the road back. Yeah, let's talk about the road to where we are today with you, <laughs> sir. <laughs> And uh, let's talk about your origins. Like, I remember the first time that I saw you actually in an MCW ring, it was a member of a tag team. And that tag team was called, I love this name, I love denouncing it, Mm. the Harbor City Hit Squad. Yeah. Okay, with um, Kendred, uh, who then eventually became Kimani, the vampire. Tell us about, uh, how'd you guys link up? Was that at EWA that you became a, a partnership or? Yeah, so my first day in training was Kendred's first day of training. We just rapped and we were just cool, just talk, which is weird because if you know Kendrick, Kendrick is a totally different, whacked out dude. He is far out there. He's got some interesting Facebook posts. Yeah, he posts. does. Yeah, Let's Kendrick. Say that. Kendrick is yeah. Kendrick. Yeah. And I love people like, be you. Like, just be you. Because I'm going to be me. And me and Kendrick, we just connected. I don't know how it happened. It just happened. So it just. We were in the ring working around or whatever, me and him. We, I think we did, like, a tag with, with two other guys. I don't even remember what it was. And we just worked. Like, it was just fun. Right. And then he came up with the idea, hey, let's do this, the whole Jamaican thing. I said, all right, cool. I'm not Jamaican, but I'll do it. <laughs> then about a month, two months later, Kendra became Dracula. Right. I do remember that, yeah. <laughs> you were not down so with So now I'm stuck doing something I didn't want to do, and now he's – Gonna do something else. Yeah. So that was all because he he that was, so it was the Harbor City City Hit Squad was like Jamaican vampires. Yes. So it became I, yeah. yeah yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna just gonna do me now. Right. <laughs> I mean, well, he left you kind of and didn't discuss that with you or anything. You just one day you showed up and it wasn't Jamaican flags, but. 
fangs we got and the blood. Eyes yeah. and fangs. <laughs> blood. I'm like, right. yeah, I know. Believe me, I remember that crap used to make me furious. Like I was, I was like, almost okay. like going to stop using you guys over that. Because he was spitting the blood. He was yeah. doing the gang. Yeah, that crap doesn't come out of the canvas. Right. Yeah. No, it was it staining the canvases. I, and I'm I, like, what do you? What do, <laughs> I felt like I got was, a lot. Who of was booking then? Joe Hamilton. Yeah, it was Joe yeah. Hamilton. It was, was Joe, and I remember saying to Joe, like, "Come on, cut the. What are they doing? Yeah. Like he's doesn't come out of the canvases. Right. And like, it, it wasn't me spitting any blood. I'm just standing there, like. <laughs> yeah, you don't strike yeah. me as like the yeah, just, spitting blood vampire type. I just, I got residual heat. Put it that way. We're not, you know, we're not, we're not multi, we're not, you know, hey, WWE can do it. And they're yeah. a million dollars. We're a small indie. Right. I can't just be replacing canvases, you know. And we had that yellow canvas. Yeah, 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 I just can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't right. just because he wants to come out with this crap and spit it up in the air. Yeah, I got residual yeah. heat. Yeah. A lot of it residual heat. So about how long did you and Kendrick last together in MCW as like a as a deal? And like was not there any? Not long. It was yeah, like, it was like not 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 even a year. I feel nah, like it wasn't because I think he had words with somebody when we were doing Rage TV at the Gilbergs. I don't know. Oh, okay. I, and then that was Kindred didn't Kindred um uh he didn't get it. A mixed bag of nuts is what I was yeah. about to call him, you know. Yeah. He was a nice guy. Very nice guy. Real, you know, but he didn't get it and um it didn't it you know, some people it takes longer to get it in the business and you can end up just rubbing a lot of people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so he, yeah, he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And then, you know, it's so many headaches for me as a promoter. Um, I got so much. I'm dealing with the. I got to deal with the commission, fire marshals, the you know doctors, yeah. and building and building insurance and stuff like that. When I get like and and multiple people in our locker room are like, "Hey man, this guy, this guy, this guy." I'm finally like, "Okay, cut him. Right, yeah. get rid of him." Like because right. I I don't need. I got. You know, forty-five other headaches. I got to deal with the show. I don't Smooth need sailing. ten more, ten, mm-hmm. ten people from the locker room coming saying this, 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 and it's always this guy's name. All right, cut him, yeah. get rid of him. Like yeah. you know, because I'm tired. I'm tired of hearing about it. Yeah. So real quick, before we we go to our our first break here, our second break. Um. So after your time with Kendrick, refresh mm-hmm. my memory. Did you just come out as singles, uh, Drolics or yes. like? Okay. Yes. I I was just me. I was still figuring out what I was doing, and then I believe Mark Osborne was booking. Mm, and, and I remember Mark. Okay. Yep. He said, "He said, hey, we want to put some guys with you. Come up with a name, blah blah blah." Cool. Went home, thought about it. Black Wall Street. Now, did, did you know who the guys he was going to no. put with you were? No, I I had the choice to pick the guy. Oh, okay, all right. All right. He nice. gave me. He, he gave. He said, "You pick the guys. Just come with something." All right, cool. So, um. This is when I know y'all. You remember Marcus Streets? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I, he came. He started training at Gilbergs. I said, "All right, cool. Well, you know, let's use him." No, no, no. Before then, it was Napalm. They decided to put Napalm with me, and then they took Napalm away, made him um, the Black Hacksaw Jim Duggan. We did it. When um, so <laughs> I didn't have anything. To do I with missed. It. So <laughs> when they got yeah, you weren't you weren't around for that. So I think it was the time of um. Uh, Osama bin Laden when they killed him. Oh, okay. So and yeah, so they came went with that whole thing, and I was just like, okay. <laughs> I said, well, Marcus is here. You know, can you use Marcus? Cool. And then uh, Chuck Lennox, of course. So Chuck, he's quiet. Doesn't say anything. You can say, hey, let's do this. Okay. Chuck, I love Chuck. Chuck is a brother. To me. I love Chuck to death. Chuck is blood. He's a brother. I w- I would pump. 
his heart with my blood. I'm sure he would do the same for me. Um, he was at Gilbert just doing whatever he was told. I knew he wasn't going to ask for anything. I knew he wasn't going to try to ask for anything. All right, put him with us. Let's do the free. We can do the free bird thing. You know, free bird rules. Three mm-hmm. guys. All right, cool. So, Streets got caught up in some BS because he's a what? That's who he is. So he was arrested for weekends. I don't get that. But you know, either you're going to jail or you're not. How you <laughs> locked up on the weekends? I don't understand that theory. So, m- me and Chuck got to do a tag when we were the champs against Ghetto Mafia. The first time me and Chuck tagged ever. And we were just clicking. We were just clicking. It just worked. And we got in the back in the green room and everybody was like, you and Chuck are the better team. You and Chuck are the better team. You and Chuck are the better team. I'm like, all right, cool. That We can do this then. Fast forward. No, matter of fact, it was that same show. Street smacked a fan in the crowd. That was in the streets. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Jeff Jones was like, hey, get rid of this guy, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, uh, you know, we can still do it every, you know, everywhere else. Then <clears throat> on a car ride, I hear Streets doing this. I'm like, man, I took up for you. Like, why are you talking crap? Like, I don't do this. So, goodbye, whatever. So, for two months, me and Chuck just went around every weekend doing Black Wall Street. And then, like, two, three months later, I think Dan came up with the idea of Nate Palm and Solo with us. And that's how Black Wall Street was born. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to hear uh, more about your run as Black Wall Street um, and in here in MCW and the people who were involved in that. And uh, so stay with us and we'll be right back talking to Drawlix. Fuel the MCW cast by visiting buymeacoffee.com slash MCW cast. And for just $3, you can buy the cast a coffee or you can choose to become a member of the cast for just $5 a month and get several additional perks. That's buymeacoffee.com slash MCWCast. Black Wall Street! And we're back with our special in-studio guest, the Black Jack Tripper, Drawlix. Now, Tara, before we went to the break, we were going to get further into your run with Black Wall Street, which was monumental the time when I really noticed that you were doing things around here in MCW. But I want to take it back uh, real quick. I've seen you travel these roads uh, as I've traveled these roads. And for a while, I was, uh, you know, Combat Zone Wrestling's, you know, primary ring announcer in CZW. And I remember uh, there was a time where I saw you and your partner at the time, Kendred, uh, Nui Tofiga as well, before he became what he became there, uh, all in the yellow CZW security shirts. And, like, show after show, there were a few – there was a tournament of death, and I saw you guys out there. So take us back to your time with uh, in the land of the combat zone with DJ Hyde. Well, <clears throat> DJ Hyde. DJ Hyde. Um, I know it's a family show. I hope, I hope you got your finger on the <laughs> <laughs> so basically, he he was he he came down to EWA a couple times and was like, "This is when this is when he bought it from Zandy." So he was like, "Hey, you know, why don't you guys come up? You know, we did a couple of we went up the train a couple times, did a couple of the the Maven Bentley shows, whatever." So we came up and he was, you know, "Hey, you mind doing security? Blah blah blah. Sure, whatever." So you know, we would do security. Me, Kendred, uh, Tofiga couple other guys that would just randomly pop in pop in pop out and um kendred 
Kendra had a Kendra had a hard one for Thumbtack Jack because of the whole German Germany connection, the whole flag. Thing, I remember, you know? yeah, yeah, gave him the flag or whatever. Then Kendra stopped coming, and it was just me and Tofiga. Then AJ jumped in. Um, remember little Brett? He would oh, go with yeah. us a lot. Oh, yeah. I remember him. How could I? Pfeiffer. Have, have him at Nichols at 5 in the morning. Yeah. Stuff he was like, like that. Yeah. It's a very dangerous environment um, for him. See, it was it was fun when we were going up. Like, I would love, I, I don't mind seeing people cut themselves. I'll watch you cut yourself all damn day, <laughs> but do not think I'm cutting myself with anything. So is that what it came down to? Did DJ want you to do some stuff he, where you got your body torn up? We were in a car ride, and he told me and I believe Tofiga, you guys will never make it because you don't do death matches. I said, well, guess what? I will never make it because I am not doing a death match. Good for you. That, that was, like that was a, a subliminal way to try to get you to come and say, okay, we'll do yes. a death match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, another, another way he tried to get me. So he had a beef with Billy Graham. Billy Graham was cool, man. He was one of the most laid back, nice guys you ever want to meet. Billy Graham was cool. Billy Graham, the manager. Yes. Okay. Of, 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 of Cult like Fiction. Fiction. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Billy Graham. Yeah. So not- apparently he was so afraid that Billy Graham was going to come do something. He said, hey, oh, I, you know, I don't have art at the door anymore. Could you sit at the door? Okay. What are you paying me? Because if I'm going to get in a fight or have to fight somebody, you're going to pay me. I'm not going to throw hands with someone for free. Right. Uh, there was, for you. Right. There was heat from another that yeah. another wrestler that was what going to come. A manager, a manager that they yeah. that I guess DJ had said we don't want you to show up, and he was like, "I'm showing up." So yeah. He, oh. he put Drolix. DJ at the door. DJ screwed over a lot of a lot of cool guys up there that made that place before he bought it. He's basically a guy that bought a company that someone else built and carried on their back. That's what DJ High did, and ran it in the ground. Well, I mean, that's really the reason I brought it up. I wanted to hear your insight on on CZW. It's a place that I was I was at. Real quick, before we get off of CZW, at the at the very beginning of the Dub Boys, and I'm talking uh, that oh, eventually became yeah. the rep. Weren't you one of the yes. original members of the Dub Boys when yes. it was still like kind of like a fraternity, all purple yes. shirts? You, Maxine, which was my idea too. Which was a better idea, if you ask so, me. So Drew Gulak, another guy who taught me a lot. I love Drew. Drew was. I had a match with Drew, and Drew said, give me five things that you do. And I told him, and he said, all right, we're going out. And he just called the match and added the five things I told him. I love Drew to death. Drew, Drew said, hey, you know, we want, to do a, we want to do a gimmick. We just don't know what. Come up with something. So I sat for a couple of days, and I said, you know, it's a school graduate. Ah, we can do a fraternity gimmick. And then I pitched it to him. He said, that's good. That's great. And then we were just sitting in the crowd, cheer for the faces, boo the heels. And it got over. And then DJ screwed me around again, and I was like, ah, I'm not coming back doing this anymore. And it was probably the last cage of death I went to, and it was in Voorhees. And I've never been back since. See, that's it. the reason I bring that up. If there are any fans that are listening to the cast that, uh, you know, we're also fans of CZW, I remember that because I, I am always paying attention to what yes. – African-Americans are doing in any company that I'm a part of. And I remember the Dub Boys who have yes. gone on to become the, the right. rep. And they took it to a whole nother level. They did. They, they are. Yeah. They, they they smashed it. Yes. But I remember. And continue to smash it. Yeah. I remember you were one smash. of the original members of what would become the rep 
when it was actually something that was worthy. I thought the dub, I was upset to see that purple shirt stuff go away. But yeah, I just wanted to add that CZW sliver in your journey because I remember it and I always kind of wanted to find out whatever happened with you at CZW. Why'd you stop coming around? I remember you wrestled at Tangled Web, the first Tangled Web in a, you know, in a three-way or something. So now for anyone out, out there who's watching, have followed this young man's career like I, uh, that's that's the story, Morning Glory. I don't so. know about a young man, but I got you. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're, yeah, you probably are my senior, actually. I'll be 45 in December. All right. All right. Well, I'm 39, so 40 in Dang. November, yeah. So not too far yeah. off, not too yeah. far off. Same generation. I'm not sharing yeah. age over here, fifth. so. <laughs> <laughs> Same generation. We're just not talking about okay, that. Okay, so I steered us off the off the. Uh, the uh, yeah, me and, Ter- me and Tara took a powder from that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't look a day over 45. I think we all are sitting pretty right. at this table, honest. I'm serious. Yeah. I'm not just blowing smoke yeah. up your rear end. Um, we found a fountain of youth. Yeah. It's wrestling. Yeah. It's, well, seriously, it's doing what you love. Yeah. You know? I yeah. mean, that that's the reality. You yeah. Know? We have an outlet for stress. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. We have an outlet. So let's talk so, about the, Dan. I was going to ask um, about uh, the match with Vader. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, we talked about it on um, uh, one of the early episodes. Early episodes, Brandon but the, Scott, huh? Brandon Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah Brandon, it was. It was the Brandon Scott yeah, episode. Right. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> he revealed <laughs> it. Um, that whole story just kind of came back to me as we were talking about it when he brought up that, <laughs> and um, and then Larry and I was like, oh, I totally forgot. And then I had a bunch of people message me like, was he really? I said, yeah, I think he just. Yeah, yeah, you had a knife in your boot, right? Yes, uh, <laughs> yes I did. So you really, you yeah, were, uh, Vader would have got stuck that night. But he he he, he didn't, wasn't he, just gonna whip my ass. He, he got stuck last. He just got stuck. He didn't try to take liberties. Though. No, 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 no. He was old so, by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like, he could know? barely walk. Yeah, but he was still like and he was everybody heavier than me. But he was pissed off that he didn't right. have a private office. Right. Yeah, and I had I had no I had no idea about him being pissed off for the match neither. So <laughs> this, this is how it went. Sonny calmed him down. He so this is how it went. When when it was announced that I was working Vader, my old granddaddy, Bob Starr, I love Bob Starr, <laughs> he loved, he always loved to pick and agitate me. Because he, he knew, he knew what, he was like, man. And I've watched Vader. Like, I've seen, I've seen him break a guy's back. I've seen him beat the hell out of people. Yeah, and I was at the Baltimore Arena as a fan in the stands the night Bob Starr got Vadered. Yeah, and yeah, got got like I knew, like I so you know I was I know I was a little worried. So he was tweaking. Yeah, I was a little worried. He was yeah. tweaking. Yeah, for 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 weeks for weeks. So I knew Chuck would be out there with me. So Chuck had the regular knucks, and I had the knucks with the knife in it in my boot. I told Chuck, I said, you see me stick him, you know it got real. He said, okay. Good old Chuck. <laughs> I just he, went along. Yeah, he will go. If he yeah. if he know when he sees it go, he will go to war with you. And I said, You see me stick him? You know it's going down. He said, All right, cool. And me and Vader, we did what we did and it was cool. Well, well he, he did, he did. Him. I mean he did have that reputation. Um, and he did beat up a, a lot of guys, job guys that were doing jobs for him in WCW yeah. at the time yeah. too. He and broke a guy's back, yeah. something Thurman, whatever his name was. Yeah, he broke yeah, guy's Joe back. Thurman, he right? broke uh, Foley's nose hard way, yeah. but Foley asked for him to do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, they always like to get that footage of him when he would have like the Fall Guys in the corner. 
with the, and he would just the be farm. doing the. I mean, and I, I knew a lot of guys, and guys that worked him, and said like they got they could all. They were just seeing stars, like he was just pumbling them. Yeah, because that's what and he they, knew. Yeah. The camera was. This is what they yeah, want for yeah, that yeah, opening. You know, yeah, yeah. my video package. So I think Chad, I want to say Chad Austin, um, Chad Austin, who we'll have to have on here one time. Um, he, I, I want to say he worked him once or twice in WCW. I feel like maybe he got knocked out, um, like in that corner. Well, I mean, that. but I yeah, I mean, I heard plenty of guys that worked him that said that they would, that <laughs> he just, yeah, that. he would just really punch him yeah. and just pumble. He him said that just, to me yeah. too. He, um, we did a clothesline spot that I would always do with Nuito Figa because it's just a big dude, and I'm always smaller than anybody I work. So it was the three clotheslines, and when we got in the back. He said, he said, you're strong for a little guy. He said, you know, he said, you locked up with me. You know, he was kind of, I said, he said, you seem a little nervous. I said, yeah, I've seen you. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, no, he was like, oh, it was cool. It was cool. And then I, I basically sat and talked to him the rest of the night. And he was cool, man. Yeah. He was, man, Vader was cool, dude. I had a lot of respect for him. It's funny because for me, honestly, that's when I felt like I always posed this question. Like, what was the match where you felt like? You know, you made it. I I felt like you became like a made man with that match. I yeah. remember thinking honestly of Ron Simmons and Vader in the Baltimore area. Yeah. Like now you were fighting Vader, you know, in that area. But I never had any idea that you were packing in your boots, old yeah. school <laughs> style, the real way back in the day that you would yeah. have like a weapon in case somebody growing you know, up, tried man, some like, funny business with growing you. up, growing <laughs> that that West Baltimore growing up, like, yeah. Yeah, all the heels down south used to carry yeah. gimmicks in their boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and that, that, I, I, that, I can say that was the big one for me. It was, but I really didn't start getting it and picking it up until I got in the ring with Christian York. Mm. Yeah, that's I would say I, that, too. I would that's, say that's where I started, started noticing. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that, too. That's where, I, that's where I remembered you were doing a series of, of matches with him, and yeah. that, that's where I remember um, – Cause he you seemed like you started to, you started to connect the dots. Yeah, he yeah. grabbed me by the hand and said, "Come on, let's go." And I just went with him. Yeah, I couldn't ask for a better teacher. Yeah, when I didn't start it, I didn't started picking it up with him until I started working with him. And then when I got in there with RJ, it was like, "Oh, this is how it goes." And he would just beat my ass. Yeah, and I would just take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I guess you got yeah. up and running, and RJ wasn't around, no. right? Yeah, I like I knew I don't like I don't mean to jump ahead, but when I saw RJ come back when we do, when we were doing promos when we first did that first Black Wall Street promo, I nudged Chuck. I said, "Why?" And sure enough, <laughs> Sean Cradle. And then was like, hey, you're working with RJ. I said, I told you, I do it. <laughs> yeah, well, he probably saw money, as we'd say, like with an opponent like you. Yeah. And then yeah. they'd say, like, oh, we can and do for this him, in a couple and towns. For him to say I was one of his favorites to work with, man, that that that's the ultimate to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's the ultimate to me. Definitely overwhelming. All right, so Christian York is when you really started cooking. Um, yeah. And then uh, did – how soon after the Christian York program did you find yourself in the title picture? That's when I found that. That was it. That was it? Okay. That was you won the first title, your first title from yep. Christian? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. In Waldorf. Yeah. And then and then the Black Wall Street thing, I just came together real quick. I think we all um, we all put something together that was kind of magical. Kinda, yeah. It kind of clicked. And I, had another match. Right I had another match in between there, too. That I would love to some nigga to rematch from, 
me and Stevie Richards. Yeah. I remember yeah. that too. To this yeah. Day, like, I, I, was I, that in Joppa? Yeah, that, yeah was that was the first. That was November third, mm-hmm. November twenty third. That one. was here, the first mm-hmm. one here. Yeah, and um, I saw him a couple times in New Orleans for Wildcat, Luke Hawks, mm-hmm. and he would always say, "I want my rematch. I want my rematch." <laughs> I said, "Man, I would love to give it to you." Like, I learned a lot from him too. He took me and was like, "Come on," and I went. Like, I love Stevie. To yeah, this day. yeah, he's he's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Stevie's great. And I kind of felt that. I kind of felt like that was my test. I kind of felt like you threw me in there with him because you trusted him so much. Yeah. And trust yeah. what is what he thought. And he told me, he said, man, he said, you did fine. You did good. And I kind of think that's what I got. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, Stevie, I, I wanted him to see. I was like, Let, if this guy can, you know, can be like a top guy for us. And, uh, yeah, and he had all good things to say. Yeah, and everything. Yeah. It was good. It was solid. So. So now – how uh when black wall street formed okay um so how you said you picked chuck yes. correct yes. and then how did napalm and solo and then later amber join the well fold? solo i picked solo too because i saw i was a big fan of Shawn michaels and diesel and i saw how diesel was a heater for him and i told osborne i said he's big i'm a little guy he could be my heater and he was like, good idea. And then that's how Solo came in to took the place of Streets. Okay. And then <clears throat> we did uh, the, sh- the, was it the, it was the first Sham- Shamrock Cup I was in. When uh, it was me, me, Derek Frazier, um, Adam Cole. Oh, gee. I know so many years ago. Luke Hawks. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah. And I I cannot remember this guy's name for nothing. His face is right in my head. He was part of the uh, Spirit Squad. Um... I cannot remember. Not Mikey. Kenny Dykstra. Was it Mike Mondo or Kenny Mike Dykstra? Mike Mondo. Mike, Mike, Mike Mondo. Mondo. Yeah, okay, yeah. Was. That's who it was. Yep. That's right. And Napalm was teaming with Dope at that time. And they had the whole turmoil thing for the tag titles. Um, me, Chuck, and Solo hit the ring. We beat down. Who did we beat down? I want to say Buck and G-Fed. And Napalm and Dope came out, for, supposedly came out for the save. And that was the big swerve, and then that's how Black Wall Street was formed. Because it originally supposed to have been us four and Dope as the mouthpiece. And two Dope as the mouthpiece, mm. right? Yeah. But I'm not sure why Dope couldn't make it anymore. But And then it just became us four. Yeah, something happened with two Dope. Yeah, something was always kind of happening with two Dope, mm-hmm. I feel like. Like, there would be a lot of times where... Something would happen, and then he had to yeah. take He's out one of, of those guys that comes in and comes out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. So... Okay. Yeah, well, so obviously you went on to great success with Black Wall Street because, as you can see up on the screen, you've all got gold here. Yes. I mean, arguably the most successful faction in the history of Maryland. I'd like, uh, yeah. like to hear the argument for anyone else. Yeah, and yeah. there's no one else who held all the belts? Yeah. Simultaneously, say, right? TQM did. Did you? All of them, Tara? Well, we didn't have a women's belt then. Okay, yeah. true, true, okay. true. Okay. But we had the tag so and the heavyweight. Yeah. Tara's yeah. saying there's an asterisk. We, wow. If we had had a women's belt, I feel that we would have also had that now, can, as well. Can oh, I'm just saying. The way Amber got in was, so I originally pitched Renee because I'm a huge fan of ECW. To me, ECW was the best. ECW was number one. And um, and uh, the franchise is my guy. I love Shane Douglas. 
always did. And he had Francine. I couldn't do the things with Amber that Franchise did with Francine. I could do that with Renee because Amber, to me, is a little sister. Oh, yeah. So I couldn't couldn't be as sexual as I wanted to with her. It just wouldn't work. But they apparently, different ideas was for Renee, so we had Amber, which is still work. Because you know she wore the dresses, she she looked, she looked the part. She was great. Yeah, she did in look the, the part. In that she faction. looked the part. She yeah. was great. She really. Yeah. Felt I, I don't think yeah. Renee would have fit like Amber yeah, fit. Yeah. No, yeah. she would have been yeah, lost out there. Yeah. yeah. You know, hindsight kind of twenty twenty. Right. Sure. It was. It was the but better choice. I see where you're going with choice. that. You're yeah, right. You wouldn't have been able choice. to have that same dynamic right. with right. Amber that you would have had with Renee. It was. It was the better choice, and it just it just worked. It just worked. Right. Um, well, if all the, uh, you know, just to be fantasy booking, if all of the members of each faction can still go, I would love to see a TQM <laughs> versus Black Wall Street. Well, I, I talked to Cicero. Uh, he, he's moved to Alabama. Yeah. He got a oh, job at the wow. Department of Defense. He still, uh, he still works on. shows, though, sometimes. He does. He? Yeah, he does. I think he's all done. And I got yeah. to work with his son in West Virginia a couple of times. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I think probably the, the peak of Black Wall Street, I would say, when we really kind of took off was that weekend where, like, you know, like Black Wall Street went bankrupt, like a couple of yeah. you guys had lost. And then, all like, the us, next all night, all of you on I one remember night. That. All of them on one night. That's then so everybody wild. left. Yeah. The woman, Amber, too, right? Yeah. Like by the end of the second night here in the MCW arena, they had every belt. That yeah. was the, like, it was like, you know, they egg on their face and they were on the ropes and like it's falling apart. And then the next night, clean sweep. Yeah, and they took everything. I would say that was like, that that's, was where that, it really that's took That's the night off. that picture was taken. Right, that night? Yep. Yeah. It's like a, a, a series of TV leading up to a pay-per-view. Then we, then we um, went, how long after that? It was after that we did the Hardys. Right. Yeah, I want to. I want to say it was the. Yeah, because you guys. Actually, I'm looking was, at there. You guys had all the belts. Yeah, it was actually the next month. Yeah, was it the next? It month? It was actually the next month yeah. because that that crowd, man. Like we went out. If, if you ever, if you watch that back, you'll see us huddle up, and we just like, yo, this is crazy. Like, do you hear these people? These people are going nuts. <laughs> Oh, Matt and Jeff Hardy, man, yeah. always yeah. had to talk about that magic factor. You know, Matt mm-hmm. was here all the mm-hmm. time. This yeah. the Jeff comes out, Matt and Jeff together, and it's like. Yeah, like the, the magic. crowd was yeah. just... It was magic, it you know. Was it, cr- it created a moment or, you know, like a... <laughs> After the match, Matt was like, he said, <laughs> he said, did, he said, did he land on your heart? I said, man, I could have put me through the mat. That was just <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care. He could have put me through the ring. I ain't giving a damn. Yeah, they're so great. Um, I've had experience with them, not only here, but other kind of uh, level indies that they appear at. And they're so great. With whatever they're asked to do, right? Uh, you know, like, and they don't have to be. No, I you yeah. know what I mean. They're they're do whatever they want. You know, like, oh, we're just gonna sign. You know, maybe come out do a little like, hi, hi there. You know, we're leaving. No, we want to do something. Getting with whoever, cutting it all up and making magic moments. So yeah, and yeah, and and I've always been close with those guys. I've been close with them since the nineties. So um, yeah, they for me too. They never they never um. Even that that night at that time they came back and they worked McBride and um, McBride and uh and Ken mm-hmm. and the Jeff was right? coming off he hadn't he hadn't wasn't cleared to wrestle yet for TNA he was out with an injury like a broken leg and it, and like they were TNA was specific like Jeff can't do and it was okay so Matt was just going to wrestle a single and Jeff was going to walk to the ring with him 
and then Matt's just like, or it's just like, how oh, the hell with it? Just, you know what I mean? Like, it just takes the stuff off. Like, dude, you got a broken leg. He's like, I don't care. I don't care, care. You know? yeah, right, I don't care Dan. Right. I'm going. Like, we're going. I was like, oh, all right. You like, if TNA calls me, I'll, whatever. He I didn't, said he's going. Yeah, he know? said he's going. he's going. He just got out. The people were all pumped up. And yeah. Jeff's like, nah, nah, man, I'm doing it. We're going to turn yeah. this into a tag. And I was like, all right. Let's do, you know what I mean? I'm not going to complain because we had told the people, like, you weren't wrestling. So it's just a bonus. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, they're they're good guys to work with, man, all the way around. Amazing journey. So Black Wall Street kind of dissipates, I take it, and um, Napalm got hurt. Um, I think I got well, I was hurt. I tore my ACL. That's right. I remember years, yeah. two years when I started wrestling, and I just wrestled on it through the whole Black Wall Street thing, the whole thing with York, RJ. I, and I didn't get it fixed till like two or three, four years ago. Say about four years ago. So yeah, just kind of. But sometimes things things happen like that. Like yeah. it, it's it's the right time to to split it off or do something different. So, but um, it might also be the right time to reunite yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. You we talked. Me and well, me and Napalm, we did. Uh, I think we did a podcast for uh, for uh, Gilbert once, and it was me, Napalm. Tofiga was there, and it actually came out. You know, he wanted to do some other things. He he wanted to do some things by himself. Yeah, which, mm-hmm. I mean, I totally get, I understand it. Um, and it just he just wanted to do some other things, and it was just left with me and Chuck because Solo moved to Canada, mm-hmm. and then it just me and Chuck, and then I think Chuck fell off for a while, and then it was just me. I've talked about this too a couple times on there. I don't think I don't think it didn't ever seem like Napalm. And Solo were on the same page that, like, I wanted them to be on, even as a team. Yeah, they weren't. Um, yeah. Which is okay. Creative, yeah, Napalm, creative differences happen yeah, between promoters Yeah, he kind of felt like, you know, he was kind of carrying it because, you know, uh, Solo was so green at that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. He was, but the, but that's, the, see, that's the, that's the, that's the short-sightedness. Yeah. Um, and that's okay because he, he, he had something in, in his, in his own mind, but. Man, their look was so yes. good together. That's like, what I'm saying. At least we got know, the pictures. <clears throat> yeah. Least, yeah, yeah. Well, I hate to say it, but we got the. Their look was so good together. So if a, if a guy's green, but he could end up helping you get a job somewhere because together. Yeah, you look mm-hmm. better together. Because mm-hmm. you look better than yeah. together than apart. You know what I mean? Like apart. Brent, I think Brent called them Doom 2000 or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they, I did, man. I, and you know how I would judge it? I would actually go out in the crowd at times. Like in Waldorf and the different places when they were coming to the ring, mm-hmm. and you could see the reaction, the, yeah. like the reaction of people, even if they didn't know them and were in Waldorf or Hollywood. But they walked through the curtain, and you would see people go, "Ooh!" I mean, because these they guys look are like, wrestlers, yeah. you know. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, if I hate I'm, to say again, it. if I'm walking down the alley, you know, coming and, and a door opens in a bar, and those two come out, I'm going the other way. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I want no parts of this. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going the other yeah. way. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I want no parts of whatever they got. I'm right. going. I'm yeah. going the other way. Someone like you me, know? I'd probably walk right into that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, th- those two were also wow. a, a favorite at the birthday parties. They went over well with the moms. Yeah. I I'd, bet. Get a, I'd get a lot of conversations afterwards. Can you get those two to come back out here? Oh, yeah. it was funny yeah. to I watch love, them. I love birthday parties. I, it was I got funny a to watch those. I myself. I'm sure that you all did. So did the bruiser. 
apparently, oh, bro, apparently like that. I got Jimmy Seafood brought to yeah. me. <laughs> I got some extracurricula on the parking lot. I enjoyed that. I hate yeah. balls. When are we bringing them back? <laughs> next next month. When it's, yeah, safe, next when it's month. safe, you know. And yeah, by, by yeah next we're, month. we're yeah. there. We're here. It's been a year. Yeah. Be well, now the weather's warm. We got a party tent for outside. It's been 13 can, months. Yeah, it's going to be good. 13 months yep. since wow. the bir- last birthday party. No, we had one in November. Oh, did we? We had one in November, yeah. Yep, in the Why you gotta squash my heat? (laughs) (laughs) That's what she does. That's what she does. Tara? (laughs) Okay, we Trying to get some sympathy here from the fans to book some birthday parties. No, for the first three or four years. We've had one. We've had one. Really? The first three or four years, me and Tara never said a word. No, we didn't speak. Well, I remember, when I was at Gilbert's. I didn't I didn't know you. I don't know. You just had like this whole corner of that locker room where the gym was. Mm-hmm. Like you guys just kinda took it and I just always tried to walk past as quick as I could. <laughs> like I just I was like I felt like an outsider and I didn't I don't know. It was it was a weird time in my life. But I just always felt like don't go over there. Like you ju- guys just look like I shouldn't bother you. <laughs> Yeah, see, and I would have walked right on into it. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> anyway. That, let's let's take one more quick break. Okay. We've got the black track tripper with us, and um, hear a little bit more about where you are today. And I want to talk about being named 2016 MCW Wrestler of the Year. We hope you're enjoying this week's episode of the MCW Cast at MCW Pro Wrestling. Much like many small businesses throughout the country, the pandemic has presented many challenges. For a company like ours that hosts events with live audiences, the impact has been even more severe, and all of our forms of revenue have been cut off. In order to continue to engage with our fans on a regular basis, we made the decision to begin to produce the MCW cast, and are providing it for absolutely no cost on Facebook Live, Twitch, YouTube, and SoundCloud. If you'd like to support us during these challenging times, you can do so in several ways. The most popular way is to buy us a coffee to help fuel the cast. Just go to buymeacoffee.com backslash mcwcast and for just three dollars you can buy the cast a coffee or you can choose to become a member of the cast for just five dollars a month and receive several special perks that's buymeacoffee.com backslash mcwcast you can also contribute directly on cash app mcw wrestling or on venmo mcw wrestling you can also show your support for the mcw cast while sporting some great gear by going to teespring.com backslash stores backslash mcw cast to pick up a full line of official mcw cast merchandise from coffee mugs and face coverings to t-shirts and sweatshirts also don't forget to comment in the threads on facebook youtube and twitch to get your questions answered on a future episode and you can also send us a tweet using the hashtag ask thank you for your support and now back to the show All right, we're back. Uh, Larry, before the break, had mentioned um, the 2016 Wrestler of the Year, yeah. but um, also a Grand Slam champion. Um, one of the few. One, one of the, the few. few. Yeah. Mo- most decorated, probably one of the most decorated wrestlers in MCW history, Drolix. And, and from the, one of the most dominant factions in the history, yeah. if not the. I got a question here because I, I watched your career closely, although I haven't always been here. But I seem to remember you in, in a match where it was a, a career on the line. Um, and I remember you being put down by uh, one of our earlier guests here on the cast, 
Ken Dixon. Yes. So I'm going to pose this question to you, uh, just like I posed it to Ken. How, after the fact, did you end up finding yourself reinstated? I remember you were a commentator for a while, and then uh, <laughs> I would always be <laughs> catching those uh, you and Cradle doing your thing. And then I saw you were you were back. How 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 did how'd Phil reinstate you? Like, how'd that go down? Oh, when you got a good friend like RJ to Bruiser. <laughs> I was gonna say I didn't have anything it, to do with and it, and he had any. He, he has an invitational. That you pre- tell, I, I need to say anymore. No, I mean that is that's every because Ken was like, "Why don't you ask Phil?" And I was like, "Well, we ask Phil a lot, but that's we, don't, we haven't had him in studio just yet." But you're the other part of the yeah. equation, so I always wanted to I always wanted to find out how you ended up uh, getting reinstated and restarting your career. The big bad bruiser. The big bad bruiser. And that makes sense, as you were one of the uh, the few participants on his tribute uh, show, the uh, Bruiser Strong mm-hmm. show that we did here in the uh, multi-man tag. What was it, Four Corners tag match? Or? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, so. And now Bruiser asked you to do something else, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yes. So yes, he let's hear so, a little bit about that. <laughs> so when he called me and told me what was going on with him. This was the, the last call? This, yeah, this was a, this was a, actually the last time I got to see him. I went to his house and saw to see him. When he told you he wasn't going to make it, he called me and told me he wasn't going to make it. Yeah, and then I told him I was coming to see him. I went and seen him that Wednesday, and we sat and we watched Back to the Future. <laughs> wow. I never saw that movie until I watched it with him, and now every time I see it, I watch it, and it reminds me of him. He says to me. Uh, it's time for you to step up at the school and start helping out. I said, uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you no. You know, I'm going to do whatever you want me to do. And I've been here ever since. Um, I help out with the beginners class, just the basic stuff. Um, as you can see, this is a hard subject for me to talk anytime you know you bring up RJ because he meant so much to me. And I'm just fulfilling my promise to him. He, he said, I need you to do this, and it's time for you to do it, and I'm going to do it. I remember that Tuesday when you came th- to the school, and you stopped at the check-in table where I was checking you in. I said, what are you doing here? And you said, he asked me to, yes. and so I'm here. And that just stuck with me. That that's yes. He knew that you were ready for this, yes. and he wouldn't have asked you otherwise. So yes. now you get to pass on everything that you've learned to these young guys and girls out there training, and yes. that's that full circle thing, you know, that we and, always talk about in here. And I, I take extreme pride in that. Like, RJ built this house. This is RJ's house. Um, <clears throat> and the road back, you'll hear me mention something about his throne. It's going to always be RJ's throne, the Bruiser's throne. He rules this place. But I'm not going to let that sit empty. There's no way I can fill his shoes, but I'm a damn sure try. And I'm not going to let no one disrespect it, disrespect this place, or do anything, anything, any little thing to disrespect MCW. Because this is his, and I'm protected for him. Well, I think that's why he asked. Yeah. I think that's why he had that conversation with you is because he knew if there was anyone to protect the throne, if not sit on it, knowing what was going to be 
his ultimate, you know, what was going to happen with him. This is his legacy. Well, and also you shared something in common. Um, he had all, you had mentioned it at the, at the beginning of the podcast about uh, how you didn't care if you got signed to WWE or whatever. You just wanted to be a wrestler and yes. that you feel that way about MCW. Yes. Well, he would say, you know, I got into this business to be a wrestler. I the end game was never to go to WWE. Sure, that would have been great, but the end game for him was to be a wrestler, whether that was in front of 10 fans, 100 fans, 1,000 fans in Joppa. And so I feel like you guys are on the same page yes. there that, you know, you're not using this as a stepping stone. You're seeing this for the wonderful thing that it is, and right. you'll put your heart and soul into it just the way he did. So when you said it was the house that RJ built, like, yes. that's that's why he built it that way. Like, yes. could he have gone on to another promotion? I'm sure, yeah. you know, yeah. but he really believed that, you know, hey, I got into this to be a wrestler, and that's what I'm doing. Yes. It's, RJ is the heart and soul of MCW, like, I don't think MCW would be what it is without him. It's it, it, it's hand in hand, MCW, RJ. When you think MCW, you think of the Bruiser. And like I said to me, I, he asked me, and I'm gonna do it. Like I, there's no, there is no no to him for me. He says, "Step up, I'm stepping up." His his throne, I'm sitting on it. And straight from the heart, I'll look in the camera and say it. If you think you got the balls to take it from me, come do it. You're going to tell me I can't? Prove it. And that's why RJ exactly you, because <laughs> he wants that type of attitude, yep. yeah. which was an attitude he always carried mm -hmm. it. That's the way he carried it. You want it? Shoot with me right now. Take it from me. Yep. You right. know? Um, so that that's definitely uh, RJ to the core, that this is his legacy. This podcast is right. his legacy. The yes. reason you're even here as a guest exactly. right now is... Part yeah. of his legacy, how the fans felt it when we had our 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 Bruiser exactly. Strong show, and and you I'm know. I'm not I'm not just the only one here. Um, it's another guy that doesn't he 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 doesn't want the spotlight. He doesn't ask for the spotlight. Dean, mm -hmm. Dean, oh my God, what a mind for this! Like Dean is the best, and within the past, I want to say the last couple of weeks, months, mm -hmm. just by being here, we've gotten a lot closer. Um, like me and you, Tara. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> we, me and Dean never spoke. He thought I didn't like him. I'm like, no, like, I look, up, I looked up to you because when I first got in, like, you were the man here. Like, we refer to you as Chris Jericho. You look just like him. <laughs> like, I love Dean, too, man. Like, the school would be nothing without Dean here either. Mm -hmm. So, if you don't know who Dean is, Tyler Hilton, like, he's. Dean's the man. He was Dean's part of man. another faction here in MCW, yes. the Rehoboth, Rehoboth Beach, Beach Crew. Crew. Yep. Yep. I manage them, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're going to have to try to convince Dean to get get himself into the chair here. Yeah, I, he won't, I mean, he won't I won't he'll never do yeah. it. He'll never do it right. But I was thinking, like, what a what a story that would be from Rehoboth Beach Crew to, mm -hmm. you know, the whole Zachary Shane, you know, all yeah. of that to, to now. And um, who knows? You may have set the wheels into motion after this cast goes on air. Maybe, you know, hearing you <laughs> say that we, you know, give him that shout out is one of the reasons that a lot of our fans should hear, 
you know, what Dean has to say. And I'd like to pick his brain about some things, too. Yeah. Speaking of picking people's brains, didn't we have a lot of you, – you're one of the most polarizing figures in the history of MCW. <laughs> they either love you or they hate you, you know, either into the litmus test. But didn't we have a lot of uh, fan uh, shout-outs or call-outs, too? Well, we actually, we do have a lot of questions for our guest, Rollicks, tonight. Um, but let's take and listen to – Phil. Uh, yeah. Let's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have a lot of great questions, so I want to uh, – um, devote some time to All that. All right, yeah. I kind of so jumped the gun there. It's okay. I know you've been excited this, this yeah. evening. You've done that a couple times. It's been it's an okay. exciting <laughs> night. Let's, let's get filled in. Yeah, by right. Phil let's get filled in by Phil. <laughs> Uncle Phil. Hey, everybody. My name is Phil Stamper. So excited to be with you this week. It's Mania Week, y'all. Mania Week. I mean, see the hand? It's Mania Week. Are you excited? Are you ready? Lots of action coming your way this weekend. Uh, but first, let me go ahead and just share with you. Last week, I talked a little bit about how can you better support wrestling, and I talked about just clicking like and sharing posts that you see on social media. It's just as easy as that when it comes to wrestling. Uh, I, I have now bought a small library of wrestling T-shirts. Uh, this is my Pro Wrestling is Essential T-shirt. I believe it's available on the Charismatic Yellow Dog page on Pro Wrestling Tees. But so many products are out there. Um, I did this to support different wrestlers that I knew were out of work right now. Um, but go ahead and, you know, find those ways. Uh, Pro Wrestling Tees is not the only location, but that's one of the big ones out there where you can help support some of your favorite wrestling talent. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into action that you're going to be able to see this week. Already out this week, go to YouTube. Find Leo Mania, Leo Rush, and Zoe Amore. It's on YouTube. You need to go see it. Go watch, go watch, go watch. Tonight, out of Louisville, Kentucky, Ohio Valley Wrestling. On Wednesday, out of Alaska, WrestlePro, and out of Florida. Now, this will be the first event during Mania Week that you can actually go to and go see. No Peace Underground, Wednesday night in Orlando, Florida. Now, I'm not going to share with you the IWTV and Fight TV schedules this week. Because basically, as I go through, as I talk about the collective, it's going to be on Fight TV. As I talk about the IWTV showcase, it's going to be on IWTV. So it's all going to feel pretty natural as I'm going through it. As I talk about events that are happening in Florida, I'm reading off a list that's chronological, and then I will jump into other states. I hope this makes sense. So then on Thursday, April 8th, IWTV showcase presents IWTV Family Reunion. The collective presents Jimmy Lloyd's Degeneration F. IWTV Showcase presents the, a second family reunion. The Collective presents Acid Cup. Also, Crab Wrestling and Flophouse. The Collective then presents Bloodsport. IWTV Showcase presents ICW New York. The Collective presents For the Culture. IWTV Showcase presents another event from No Peace Underground. Then out of Georgia, WWA4. Out of New Jersey, streaming only and featuring, you know, folks you might might. And it might be familiar to those of you who follow MCW Pro Wrestling. Uh, G uh, Generation Wrestling has its first episode streaming on its Facebook page. Also out of New Jersey, Intergender Bonanza. Out of Ontario, streaming on their Facebook page, Bari Wrestling. Uh, out of Pennsylvania, uh, Bariqua Wrestling League. Out of Ro Rhode Island, Extreme Wrestling Alliance. And also this Thursday, out of Tennessee, 127 Pro Wrestling. Then this Friday, and again, we're going to start with Florida. Out of We Run This Town Generation Championship Wrestling, IWTV Showcase presents Action Wrestling and Southern Underground Pro. 
the collective present uh the collective presents alley cat uh we run this town presents pile driver pro versus real pro wrestling we run this town presents new texas pro wrestling the collective presents day two of acid cup uh the iwtv showcase presents a beyond wrestling event uh we run this town presents uh dallas fort worth all pro wrestling we run this town presents boot and heel the iwtv showcase presents icw new york uh the collective presents spring break um we run this town's generation championship wrestling uh returns later in the evening two events from zawa in florida and closing out the evening we have the iwtv showcase presenting icw new york and we run this town presenting ladies night out also happening this Friday, out of Alabama, uh, Bad Boy Pro and Pro South Wrestling. Out of Alaska, Wrestle Pro Alaska continues its tour. Out of California, Destination 6. Um, now I have to scroll back down. Uh, out of Georgia, Coastal Empire Wrestling and Platinum Championship Wrestling. Streaming directly to IWTV from an underground location will be Freelance and Freelance Underground. Out of Michigan, Pro Wrestling All-Stars of Detroit. Out of New Jersey, Monster Factory Pro Wrestling. Out of Oklahoma, Core Pro Wrestling. Out of South Carolina, Pro Wrestling Union. Out of Tennessee, Resolute Wrestling and Southern Wrestling Federation. Then out of Wisconsin, Bruce City Wrestling. All this happening on Friday night. Then on Saturday, let's start again with Florida. Out of The Collective, Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Out of IWTV Showcase, Tony Deppen's Beer Hoss. Out of The Collective, Alex Colon's Planet Death. Out of IWTV Showcase, Beyond Wrestling. Out of The Collective, Unsanctioned Pro. Out of the IWTV Showcase, ICW New York. Out of The Collective, No Peace Underground. Uh, now let's jump back to Alabama, the Alabama Wrestling Federation. Out of Alaska, WrestlePro Alaska continues its tour. Out of Arkansas, Revolutionary Wrestling Entertainment. Out of Georgia, let me just scroll over just a little bit, All Pro Championship Wrestling, Southern Violence and Wrestling, and Southern Wrestling Association, as well as WrestleMerica. Out of Kentucky, Kentucky Zone Wrestling and World Wrestling Alliance. Out of Michigan, Horror Slam. Out of Mississippi, Diamond Championship Wrestling. Out of Missouri, Live Pro Wrestling. Out of New Jersey, Hardcore Hustle Organization. Out of Pennsylvania, AON and Eclipse Wrestling. Out of South Carolina, Pro Wrestling Union. Out of Tennessee, New Pro Wrestling South and Rated R Wrestling. As well as Southern Pride Championship Wrestling, Tennessee All Pro Wrestling, and Tennessee Wrestling Alliance. Out of Texas, Atlas Wrestling Promotion, Austin Wrestling Revolution, and Metroplex Wrestling. And out of West Virginia, World Domination Wrestling. And then on Sunday, yes, there will be events on Sunday. Um, first, out of Florida, Real Pro Wrestling. Out of Mississippi, Championship Wrestling from Memphis. Yes, I know. I said Mississippi. It is happening. Out of Mississippi, Championship Wrestling from Memphis. Uh, out of South Carolina, Old School Championship Wrestling. And out of Tennessee, School of Morton, streaming live to its Facebook page. School of Morton ran by WWE Hall of Famer Ricky Morton. Check it out at 5.05 p.m. That's everything for me for this coming week. I hope you're having a good week. I hope you're excited. It's Mania Week, y'all. Talk to you soon. Of a lot. We have a lot of questions for our guests. And um, I'm going to start with one. And uh, <laughs> this, is from, this is from Dan Garrett. And he said, Jimmy, you are like family. He grew up with you. And his question is... Why you a Steelers fan when you are from Southwest Baltimore? None of his business. 
e- e- real quick, I just want to say I think it's um I think it's silly. I think it's totally silly the rivalry. But if you know the origins of the rivalry, there is actually real beef between the cities of Pittsburgh and Baltimore, and it doesn't have anything to do with football. But it's funny. It's funny to me, or kind of a coincidence, that the rivalry that at one point was a- was actually causing people to go bankrupt and lose their house and home um, is now manifested through like a game, like yeah. a sort of mm-hmm. sports game. And, and That's ridiculous. Like, why can't you just like a team that you like? Why has it got to be? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I've never. I've never been of that persuasion like and it it always bugs me when i hear people say oh we lost today like really did yeah. you play i didn't know that like i just right. don't get that i guess how many millions and, are you getting for sitting home right i mean maybe it's because i come from a town that didn't have like a sports team i mean and i was in western maryland and most people kind of sided with the washington redskins but i don't know i just never got into it i'm mm. like you didn't play anything what are you talking about we won or we lost you didn't do anything but right. <laughs> i don't know i mean i think it has a lot to do with colors like, honestly, uh, you know, it's like uh, black and yellow uh, as opposed to purple a lot of the time okay. becomes the battle as opposed to the cities, you know, actually uh, fighting, you know, or really like these people don't really represent, uh, you know, Pittsburgh as much as they, you know, represent the colors black and yellow. Hmm. Interesting. It's the way that I feel like that a lot of people view uh, the sports. And I mean all of the sports. And I think that, you know, I don't have any scientific evidence to back this up. But, you know, colors. You are drawn to certain colors. And they, they you know. That is they, true. Red, you know, the Buccaneers, you know, mm-hmm. they just won. That's a red mm-hmm. team, you know. The Steelers, black and yellow. The Cowboys, you know. Mm-hmm. Blue Stars. All of these things activate you know, Emotion feelings. Yeah. yeah. When I was That's a kid, true. it was the, it was the dolphins. You know, my, my team was the dolphins because of their, their colors. You know, they were brighter. I wanted okay. a starter jacket, but I wanted to stand out and I like the dolphin with a football helmet on it. So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting to me the, uh, you know, how we talk about the reality, you know, behind a lot of what goes on in our form of entertainment and politics as well in uh, football as well, you know, you can get killed. You know, just repping a team like you're in a gang. Yeah. It's ridiculous. True. In Baltimore, and yeah, especially, yeah. Yeah. Repping the Steelers in Baltimore. Or when the Boston people come down to, because yeah. it's cheap for them to go to Camden Yards and they, you know, you know, they're surrounded by drunk Baltimore, Baltimore <laughs> people talking mm-hmm. about go Red Sox. Mm-hmm. This could be hazardous to your health. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So since we have a bunch of questions, I'm going to kind of do a rapid fire. So like just oh, that I figured you're rapid a man of few fire. words sometimes. All right. So who uh, we didn't talk about this, actually, when we talk about your younger days. Who made you a fan and who was like your early favorites when you were watching wrestling like as a kid? Who who, who did you look to for inspiration? Uh, any of the horsemen, basically. I'm, I love heels. I'm, I'm a natural heel myself. No I kidding. just love bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> any any member of the Horsemen, like th- they were my favorite growing okay. up. Okay. Now, would you say you adopted your style from them, or somebody else inspired your style? Um, when I got into wrestling, I mainly generated my style around Taz, short, mm-hmm. stocky, mm-hmm. didn't give a damn, don't like people, don't want to be around people. You have me. That's me. I, I'm. And he really was like that. <laughs> yes, I don't. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not much of a people person. I prefer to be alone. Mm-hmm. 
That's why I bought a house in the middle of nowhere with a gym in it, so I wouldn't have to interact with too many people. Mm-hmm. And he he was it. He was at Shane Douglas, um, Ric Flair, a lot of Arn Anderson, a lot of Benoit, all mixed together. You get drawlics, basically. Okay. That kind of leads into the next question, which is from uh, Greg Papalukas. And he said, which do you prefer, face or heel, and why? But I think you've answered that yeah. now, that you definitely, clearly prefer being a heel. I love heel. Greg. Greg. Greg's a good guy. Yeah, like, I, very yeah, much I so. I love Greg. Um, also, which wrestlers outside of MCW would you like to face in an MCW ring? Like, if we could bring in anybody to face you, who would it be? Oh, that's easy. Okay. AJ Winkler. He made a name for himself in Germany. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I've... I worked him uh, at the first cup I was in, mm-hmm. and I like AJ. He's, he's came a long way. I would love to get a match in MCW with him. For sure. All yeah, right. he um, is he still in Germany and all that? No, he he actually lives in the states now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is he back in Maryland? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, he was a nice I kid. For him. I see Please the wheel. I see the wheels turning over there. Please no, well, because yeah. I, I stopped using him. I yeah, didn't want to use him for years. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah he, he was reckless. As mm-hmm. A lot better. He was he's, real reckless. He's more of a, he's more uh, of a world of sport. He was. Type. He was. He would just always want. It. He would. He was real green. Like who he gave Chris Clow a concussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He. Um. Yeah. He was just. He would. He would see stuff in Japan or stuff like that and try to do it. And he was so he green. Didn't he didn't have would, that body control. And yeah. He didn't have the body like control. Really and he would drop drop people on their head. So I yeah. was just like, I'm. It was me that took him off. I mean, mm. he knows I did because I was like, nah, pull that now. Before we end up with a broken neck. If you're willing to give him another shot. uh, Well, he has done. He's gotten a lot better. I realize he was green, but sometimes when guys are green like that and they think they know better, like, I'm just... They need that reality check. Yeah, I'm just... I'm not going to sit around... You can... I can... I'm... I've been around enough. Like you, you can tell when a guy's listening, and when he's like, "Oh yeah, whatever." Yeah, let me mm-hmm. get this guy out of my face. And yeah. he continued to do it. Matches, do stuff that like terror. Best, best explanation of it. He was, he was too yeah. green and didn't have the body control at the time to do these high impact things. And people are getting banged up, concussions and stuff yeah. like mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, man, someone's gonna end up freaking paralyzed in the ring with this guy. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Because he's trying to do some soup Japanese type <laughs> move, and he doesn't have the control yet right, and he's too green to be doing it and um <clears throat> i just i was i wasn't gonna chance it you know yeah. at the time i'm sure he probably is and yeah. i'm probably different he's, he's went and done good and learned and learned how to work and gotten it i mean this was back in the beginning of his career yeah this was like oh nine yeah yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. all he was always a nice guy and always super respectful mm-hmm. but if my gut i'd learned enough in life you know yeah. um that when your gut's telling you something, and at the time, my gut was like, man, get this guy out yeah. of the ring, bef- out of your shows before he puts somebody in a hospital. Yeah, now he's the prince of pain. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. Well, so it's not a, a that's not a bash. <laughs> that's just, it was yes. a factual about, yeah. you know, a guy so that was He had to do a little growing time. up. Yeah, he and he has, yeah. yeah. He's grown up. Yeah, he's yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of growing up, the next question is, where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> five years. I don't look that far. Okay. I live in the now. I don't like to look okay. long distances away like that because it's not guaranteed. Like sure. live live your life for the now, especially especially in these days and times. Mm-hmm. You never know. Yeah. yeah. 
for sure. Um, next question is, your training is intense. When did you start taking physical fitness seriously? You mentioned that you live out in the middle of nowhere and you bought a house with a gym. Yeah. And you, for those of you who follow you on social media, that it does seem you post a lot of that. So this yes. person wants to know, when did you start taking that so seriously? I, um, I went to a gym with a buddy of mine I used to work with named Tommy Williams. And we worked at the airport. He said, hey, come to the gym with me. Like, because he's. You thought I was, he's he's huge. And I just went with him once and like pro wrestling it got in me and it was a drug and I just stuck with it. And then when they shut gyms down because of COVID, I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> and interest rates were low. I wanted to move and I had the money. And you know how you go look for a house, you know, most people look for kitchens, yard space, all <laughs> that. I look for a place to stuck a gym. Mm -hmm. And... I saw a big giant garage and I said, this is it. That's great. And I don't have to deal with people. It's my therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I work, I go home and Kendall's in there with me some days mm -hmm. and I just work out. That's great. Keeps me sane. Great. Um, another question from Mo and Lisa. They want to know what kept you motivated during the global gimmick the past year? What kept me motivated? Yeah, what kept you motivated? Me. I yeah. motivate me. Like, I don't need any inspiration, anything like that. I motivate me. I love me. Well, it sounds like you're motivated by having that gym in your house, yes. too. You know, yeah. being able to put that and being able yeah. to devote that time, yes. you know. And when they, like I said, <laughs> you, you you have no idea how much I love not having to interact with people. I know how much. You, <laughs> I can like tell. it's. Yeah. Going to the gym with a bunch of people there. Like when I was going to the gym, I would get up at midnight and go to the gym and work out till two, three in the mm -hmm. morning. Just take a shower, eat, go to work. Yeah. Because I, I didn't want to. Like, I, I don't. I've I've seen people I love get hurt by people so much. That's what turns me off to people. Mm -hmm. So I just don't. I'd rather just rather not deal with them at all. Get if that. we don't have something in common like pro wrestling, don't talk to me. Mm -hmm. I use a self-checkout because I don't, don't want to talk to the cashier. <laughs> I can relate. I can relate. I, I don't like interacting with people at the gym either. When I was in high school, I used to get up at 4.30 in the morning yeah. in high school to go to the gym because I wanted to use the weight room without anybody bothering me. And, uh, yeah, I have I have a same thing going yeah. on at home, too, so I can avoid going anywhere self, near self, people. Yep. <laughs> Self-motivation is the best motivation. Yep. Oh, that's great. And um, one more from them, and uh, they wanted to know, are you ready to be back in the ring and go for the world title again? If I choose to. The MCW Pro Wrestling Championship. Indeed, not a world yeah, championship. Yeah, not a world championship. Oh, yeah. sorry. So, that's <laughs> sorry. A, that's a, I was reading directly from the questions. That is a pet peeve my, of mine. I know. I it, it was of hate, RJ's, too. He I hated, hated the, it. The world I hate it. I hate it. If you don't uh, defend it outside of your state, it's not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's like, <laughs> come on, there's like three world titles, like Ring of Honor, you know, because they got national television. Yeah. AEW, WWE. Well, the, criteri the criteria is that you the know. belt has to be be defended yeah. and contested overseas. Can, yeah. yeah. That's but, that's the deal. But, you know, yeah. That's we what makes it a world title. lines here. Very, but okay, like, yeah. Yeah. You've got to like defend it in Canada against a mm -hmm. Canadian or Mexico against a, you know, someone from AAA. Man, the, the first MCW champion, Romeo Valentino. The cornerstone. The cornerstone. Of MCW. Uh, used to frickin'. 
drive me oh, crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I half don't know if he did it to dig at me when he would go out and say, I'm the Maryland Championship Wrestling World Champion. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say, stop it. Stop. You know, I freaking hate it. I hate it. Uh, I think you know. So the MCW Pro Wrestling Championship, it, not the World Championship. I think it just came from, with, with Nick, it came from uh, always watching the wrestler when he was younger and getting his promo style from, like, yeah. the <laughs> And probably a little bit to just dig at me because you know, I hated too, it. Probably, too, yeah. You know, yeah. like, you were like, So elaborate so, more yeah. on that question. Like, if I want it, I'll go get it. If I want a tag title, I'll go get it. Okay. I want the cup again, I'll go get it. I want the bruiser Brumble again, I'll go get it. Who's going to stop me? Think about it. Who walking around here is going to stop me from doing anything I want to do? Well, it's interesting you said that if you want the cup again, you'll get it. Because we have been musing over when there is another cup, having it, like, forget all the qualifying matches and just doing one match with all former winners, like a a lethal lottery of winners, uh, you know, um, and how, how amazing that would be, pardon the pun, to have Amazing Red, Ruckus, Drolix. Is Amazing Red wrestling again? No, he isn't. I just said that's why it would be amazing. <laughs> that's why it would really be amazing. <laughs> like his neck and all shot, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's he's me. he's injured, but he stepped away himself because he didn't like what was going on with the business. Right. He closed his career out tragically, actually, in CZW was his last match, a tag match. Yeah. I know, right? Um, Sorry. So that was it for him. But anyway, we're just musing over, I think maybe actually one of our... Our, our uh, subscribers actually called this mm-hmm. out, like, you know, yeah, what about a cup that was all former winners, mm-hmm. you know? I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so. well, those were some great questions from our fans, and if you Not want... Not the one from Dan. That's <laughs> If you want to ask... Uh, I like your question this week, Dan. I, Dan thinks that well, I hate and you his know question. Dan asked a question on Facebook a couple weeks ago, Dan, actually, for like you, you um, that asked about <laughs> being your time being heel and babyface, which do you prefer? But I didn't re-ask that because I think we've covered it. Drolix wants to be a heel. Yes. <laughs> I but think we all know this Dan, now. Dan asked that Yeah, question. absolutely. Okay, he had yeah. posted that on Facebook a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, so all right. A, a, the consummate heel. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you want to ask our guests questions on upcoming episodes, you can have that insider track by becoming a Coffee Club member at uh, Buy Me a Coffee slash MCW Cast. And for $5 a month, you can support us, which will help us to push out more content for you, but also you get exclusive insider access to ask our guests any question you'd like within reason. <laughs> That's right, Tara. And uh, once again, we got that big upcoming 15-minute uh, the road back. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a, a web web mini series this Thursday. This yep. Thursday, at it's eight. only about fifteen minutes, so you don't have to plan as long as you do to watch this. Um, so they're short, short episodes, kind of like TED Talk style. Yep, host, yep. So. hosted by Kim and Nicole. And then also, before we close this episode out, we got a fan festival coming up, don't we? We do, we do, we do. With Zach Ryder mm-hmm. on um, May the eighth. That's right, May yes. the 8th, that's right, because I May got that 8th. deal, that deal. So, anyway, yeah. details are online. We've Ma- been... Maryland, mcwprowrestling.com. Mm-hmm. We'd love limited, uh, you know, capacity now or tickets that can be sold for this. These um, are all steps on the path to having live shows again. So, we're doing all these things behind the scenes, and we're putting them out there for you. We hope you'll join us. That's right. 
And with that said, I think um, now's a good time to say goodbye until we're with you again next Tuesday at 8. For the MCW cast, I'm Larry Legend. I'm Dan McDevitt. I'm Tara. We want to thank our guest again, the Black Jack Tripper Drawlix. And we'll see you all. See you guys next week. Next Tuesday. Watch hundreds of hours of MCW Pro Wrestling action at MCWRageTV.com. That's MCWRageTV.com.